everyone. Welcome to the Andy and Mandy podcast. I'm Mandy Cherico. And I'm Andy Hayes. We have a special guest with us today. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Carrie Carbone. Welcome, Carrie. Hi. Carrie is our friend. She is also uh, soon to be a member of Sojourner Covenant Church. Excited about that. Yeah. What else do you want to tell us about yourself? Anything I am an occupational therapist. Yes. Like an actual one now. Yeah, because you passed your boards. Yep, I'm an OTR slash L. Woo! You should refer to me as that now. Okay. Carrie OTR slash L. Is that, those are the letters that have to go after your name? Yes. Okay. And and my master's degree, too. Wow. MS. Yep. It reminds me of Lord of the Rings. Yes. <laughs> you know, people talk yeah. about it like L O T R and you have to think like what does that mean for a yeah, second? Yes, it's so. just yep. Just it's a little your character. word scrambled. Yeah. <laughs> Fluent and elvish. I, no, I actually fall asleep every time in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Who are the fans here? No one not no, a fan. Not a fan. I try. Like you get a friend that's super zealous about it. Yes. And you're like All right, all right. Like <laughs> Will you inflict friend. violence to, to <laughs> yeah. get you to watch. Yeah, like super excited. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Uh let's let's sit down and watch this and every time I fall asleep. Cause it's yeah. how long is that that movie? The first one? Or they're how many are like there? I don't really least, get it. They're all like at least five hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it feels that way. I don't make it through like hour and a half long movies sometimes. So. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm 26. Maybe I should get checked out. <laughs> yeah. The most recent movie I saw is kind of The Accountant. Have you heard of that? I haven't. Starring Ben Affleck, Anna Kendrick. I like live under a rock, you guys. I don't let know. Me. You have to go. Okay. So it's, yeah. I, let me ask you guys. What do you think an accountants do? They count things and... Tally numbers, yep. money. Just in a manage finances, keeping books, bookkeepers. Yeah, just like in a in a cubicle. Cooking books, in a cubicle, audit things. Right? Yeah, that's what I thought too until I saw this movie. And Ben Affleck, they actually some accountants they do accounting for like the mob and cartels, Ooh. and they're really good at fighting <laughs> and shooting guns. It's yeah, it's insane. So. Like, sometimes you think you know what people do, and then you learn that, that that's actually not what they do. Accountants gone rogue. Yeah. Well, no, I just think that's what all accountants, they all All are. accountants are for the mob. Well, <laughs> all the accountants just have, like, special fighting skills and, and shoot guns and stuff. And so I... Okay. I wonder, like... That's part of the curriculum. Imagine the next movie, like, The Occupational Therapist. <laughs> and it, and it, <laughs> Little did you know... You do therapy for the cartel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that gets you into some trouble. And so you need to, I don't know, find your way out somehow and and save save Anna Kendrick. So, uh, okay. She's in that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this another movie where like there's like a troubled man who has a dark side to him and there's just this woman who won't give up on him? And she just loves him for who he is. No, actually, there's no love. She gets nothing out of no. the relationship. Um, actually, that he he is he has autism. Okay. And that actually talks about his childhood as autistic kid. And what is her role in the movie? She's she's another accountant. 
She doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> Does she sing? No. Because I'll watch the movie. No, she okay. Sings. They so have he, cubicles next to each other. I like love the it best, when she sings. No, no, no. He's like the best <laughs> accountant ever. Because his autism, whatever, makes him super smart and able uh-huh. to do numbers much better than anyone else. And Anna Kendrick works for this like conglomerate as a, like this low-level accountant, and she notices some money is missing. And so these these this high-level conglomerate, which also like is friends with the mob apparently brings in Ben Affleck to like help and find where the money actually went. And then they find out that the mob people, they want to kill him and her because they like found out that the money, they like found out this conspiracy. And so they hire all these people to go try to kill her. And he like saves, saves her. And she's like, who are you? You know? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I won't be seeing that, but no, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would recommend it. Okay. So we're going to try to talk a little bit more about what we do on a regular basis in our regular lives. As pastors. As pastors. And also as occupational therapists. Sure. Just like real talk about the church, what it's like to be a part of like a church revitalization or a church plant. So what is it like, Andy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before you get into me, let's ask Carrie how uh, your experience at Sojourner has been. Oh my gosh. What if I say something bad? We'll cut it out. Just don't, just don't say something bad. <laughs> I'm not going to. It's been great. Um, I really appreciate just having a church to go to on a regular basis. So It's a low bar. I guess I was just going to say, I guess my expectations are low. Just in terms, because we've been, you know, here in Chicago for a few years. Caleb did his internship last year, and we've just been kind of hopping around a lot. So I am glad to settle into something and invest again. It's been good. I think you feel more a part of things when it's so small in the Mm -hmm. beginning, and you feel more ownership over, you know, the successes and trials of things that are happening and you feel like really I feel more concerned or interested in what's happening in the church life itself than I think I did in other churches because they were you know the behind the scenes stuff and I'm like I don't really know what's happening you know I volunteered and stuff on Sundays but like I don't know what's happening on the weekdays the pastors are doing or what's their next project they're trying to do so it's kind of fun to to get to hear that and see that and want it to work out, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. I can't believe we forgot to mention that Carrie won third prize at our pumpkin party. I'm so yeah. glad that pumpkin carving carving. contest we had last weekend and she carved a tree pumpkin and it was awesome. It was amazing. It just came from me, from deep within me. <laughs> it came to me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. You made just, it. It just came out. Yeah. And just just an expression. That blank pumpkin canvas. Wow. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to tell a story about what it's really like to be a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Where you think accountants um, just count money, but they really shoot guns. Um, pastors. <laughs> I don't know. What do people think pastors do? Write, write sermons or something. Pray. Pray. Read the Bible. They also they also read emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what this story is about. Um, so last week, Friday? I don't know. Thursday or Friday, Ken, Ken Oliver, member of Sojourner, 
he does. He's a volunteer bookkeeper. Don't know what that. Oh Maybe. my gosh! Oh, Kenzie, <laughs> accountant. Why oh, don't we connect? He's before? <laughs> Okay. Ken has so a secret life. Okay, Ken, more to come. Oh, who might yeah. have a secret we'll life. He to, needs to be next to the podcast. He's going to have to be on the podcast oh to gosh. talk. Interview him about a secret life. Yeah. yeah. We'll see if CIA we can, what accountant. If, what if he kills us if we oh, asked no. him? We just exposed him. We Okay. we got to cut this out. <laughs> anyone listening much. to this? Yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Ken sent me an email saying, like, he needs me to go into the church email to forward him something for his, his bookkeeping. That was from, like, the denomination. And we have a church email. It's admin at sojocommunity.org. Please don't use it because we don't check it that often. Well, because right? it's connected to the old it's website. connected to the old website, which we don't have anymore. So we don't haven't checked this email in a very long time because when we used to check it, like, no one would email us on it. And... um. So I, so I checked the email, I forwarded in the thing, and I was just like clicking through old emails, you know, as you do, because there's a bunch of unread ones, but most of them, all of them except one were junk, and one of them that wasn't junk, I can't remember the subject. Hang on, what kind of junk does the church email get? Is it People fun? asking for money. For oh. <laughs> I thought it was prayer, like, not, prayer not individuals. I just, just like, like want to know what newsletters like the Sojo subscribed to accidentally. No, and it's like the, the calendar is is connected to that email, I guess, and oh. someone put, like, every worship service and every oh, no. service the Haitian, ha- Haitian church that runs our building has on there, so <laughs> most of them are on read, like, Haitian church meets today, like, oh, obviously gosh. they meet every, okay. every Sunday. All right. So, um, so that's mostly that's what it is. That's why you were not checking yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's one email that, that was from September 6th, and it was from someone that I had no, have no idea who it is, and it said... I said, I attended the service last Sunday, and I wanted clarification on something that Andy said. Can you please send me his email address? Thank you. And th- that's it. And... <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. like, this... I have no idea who this person is, or what their question was, or what I could have said. Maybe it was a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. But of course, you just naturally assume that it's a ter- that I said some terrible yeah. thing, and now this person has left the church and is now an atheist <laughs> because <laughs> I said something bad. And I'm like, what? Okay, what should I preach on? Because I assume I preached, right? Yeah. So then I looked back at our sermons, which are available on sojochurch.org. We have sermon podcast from September 6th, or no, September 4th was a Sunday, and Mandy preached. So I didn't even preach. I don't have any idea so what I could Mandy's have said. Fault. No, but it was still something I said, <laughs> which just means the fact that I didn't preach means I had much less time to actually say it. Say something. Like and that. yeah, so. So it, has it been resolved? No, has not. We don't know. Still don't know. Um, it should be on the mysteries podcast. But it, yeah, <laughs> well, because see, it, 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 it's I don't know the most frustrating thing because. It makes you like so worried about what you said, even though you have no idea if it's like a good thing or a bad thing, right. or even who this person right. is. Do you think it reveals like an insecurity in yourself? Well, sure, think? yeah. Do you think it's? Uh, uh, yeah, well, obviously. Like, cause the way you know that email could be interpreted a million different ways, right. but if you're kind of leaning towards the, I might say something bad. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just think for some reason you do like, or I or people generally assume. The negative when faced with a situation like that. Like, if you were to ask me, 
as a pastor, do I think I will get e- an email from someone in attendance? I would say yes. And I would say, do you think we'll get criticism from someone in attendance? I would say yes. And then I would say, right. like, should I take that personally? I would say no. Mm-hmm. And But yet when this email happens, which right. I don't even know if it's criticism or or anything, it's still like, it's like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot with, you know, different things that you're afraid of doing wrong. And I wonder if it's not only the conflict that might happen, but also I feel like I pride myself in not messing up that much. (laughs) So if you do, then you're kind of part of the people who mess up, you know? And then all of a sudden you're like... Yeah. Does that... Well, who doesn't? You know, right. No, everybody messes up. Like, that's a false... Everyone messes up. And everyone will... Yeah. Everyone will admit that they have messed up and will mess up in the future. Right, but nobody wants to mess up. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when you do, you're like, yeah. or when you think you do, that's why it's so frustrating right. because this email wasn't even me messing up. It just had the possibility that right. I messed right. up. Right, you don't even know if you did. Yeah. And you didn't because no, the church is not over. <laughs> People are here. Like, it's not detrimental still out here. here. Right. Yeah. I had a similar in one of my clinicals. I was at a hand therapy clinic, and it was like Friday afternoon. I had this patient, you know, end of the day. She just came back for a simple splint. But the doctor walks them back and tells you pretty much exactly what splint you should do. But you should always also check the written orders just to make sure that what they're saying, what you heard the right thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And... I did. I, I heard the right thing. I, um, oh, but I didn't check. So I didn't check the orders because it was so simple. It was like a simple one you just pull out of the closet and give to this lady. But she said something that I didn't just, you know, went right past me at the moment, which was that she already had a splint like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was for arthritis and they like, they're made of neoprene. They, they stretch out. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people come in for more. So I thought she just needed another one. And I didn't think of anything of it. I woke up Saturday morning and I, I woke up, I sat up really fast in the morning. I woke up and I, I thought to myself, I gave her the wrong splint. Oh, no. I gave her the wrong one. I was like, I didn't check the order. I didn't check. And it's, I felt, I don't know, did this happen to you? My stomach dropped. And it doesn't ma- it would not matter. She's arthritis. Like, she didn't have a broken bone. It didn't matter. Like it would, yeah. it would have been fine. You can call her next week and tell her, and she can come get the right one. Like yeah. it would have not been a big deal. Um, all weekend, I was so like chicky mm-hmm. myself, wondering what would happen if I go in. So my whole plan was Monday morning, go in, I'm gonna check the order and see <laughs> if I gave her the right one. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think? Did it? You probably gave her the right one. Yeah. Right? It's oh like, my gosh! What does your mind do to you? Yeah. Why does it do that to you? I don't know. I woke up and it's just because you. I and it was something I really cared. I loved that placement. I really cared about doing well. Yeah, and so it was yeah. the same thing. So I, yeah, and it would not have mattered even if I did it wrong. It wouldn't have like it would have been fine. I had mm-hmm. great supervisors. They would have been fine about it. Yeah, but it's weird. What? 
does too. Well, with me, I spent like an hour or I don't know. I don't remember the exact time being like worried about what I actually did. And then I moved to the next stage of just being mad at myself that I was so worried about like right. the situation right. Right. that I, and I couldn't get over it or I like, couldn't let it go. And so I spent more time being like, what's wrong with you? And I still don't know. <laughs> do you guys consider yourself perfectionists? No. Carrie, do you? Uh, to a certain extent, but I know people are way worse than me. So Yeah. So I know that I'm not completely perfectionist. But Do you have like certain standards that you set for yourself? If you don't meet them, you get really mad at yourself? Yeah. I think I'm just afraid of what would happen. Yeah, I'm afraid of what would happen if I didn't. Other people's expectations of you and then also your own. I, I think it goes back to, again, like, you say it's okay if people mess up and you see people who are in need. So I, I really worry about finances a lot, too. And I, you know, what if what if I became bankrupt? <laughs> what would happen? You <laughs> yeah, know, like, yeah. I have family. They would support me. It'd be fine. They wouldn't be completely mad at me it'd be fine yeah but I think about that and I just it makes me scared and I don't know why why is that when I and if someone else if that happens to someone else I would be like it's fine you know right we'll figure this out but I don't know it's weird I like don't want to be I tell other people it's fine but I also like don't want that to happen to me mm. why is that well and maybe there's something that we categorize like people who mess up in right. huge ways where right. we feel like yeah there's so much distance between us and them. And so then when something happens and we see ourselves in that same position as somebody who like yeah. the other day we got really mad at them because they did something so stupid and now we're right. doing that same thing. Right. You just, you can have kind of like a, who am I moment? Like it right. gets deep real quick yeah. <laughs> when you have those kind of standards. And yeah, I definitely, I think, I think I used to be, like I have perfectionist tendencies, but I think like enough things happened in my life that just like threw me mm-hmm. and made it so that I couldn't be perfect. Like yeah. I, I never was perfect, but so that like the illusion of perfection was just like so ridiculous to me that, cause it was like, there's no, there, I just can't like, I, I, you know, I'm dealing with this in my family or I'm dealing with this at, you know, I'm just trying to get through seminary without like losing my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's like the new perfect, <laughs> like, right. like I just have to Survival. do this the best that I yeah. can. And then I feel like that, yeah, there was like a shift that happened in me maybe like two years ago where I was like, well, like my priorities are no longer to, you know, get like the best GPA or you know, like do awesome on every exam. Like I was just like, I don't know, something shifted. It was very freeing, but also like a little bit of an identity crisis. Because if your identity is like always doing things perfectly, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. or excellently, and then you lose that, you kind of start to wonder about your value as a person. It reminds me of like when you have people over and you clean. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you'll have someone over and you won't clean. Yeah. Maybe it's your best friend or something because yeah. they know you. And you don't really want people to know the real you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you don't show them any of your mistakes, then they don't see them. So they still think that you're 
perfect. Right. <laughs> like, perfect. That's what I want right. you to think. But if you, you know, were let them, let them see my kitchen floor every once in a while, how gross it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like a true test of friendship. Right. Like the other day you came to my house and my house was a mess. Right. But I was like, I'm okay with this because it's Carrie. Right. And I trust her. And I also think like, I don't know, something something happens when you realize like that your imperfections don't actually make you any less lovable as a human being. Yeah. Like that's a huge thing that I feel like I've had to learn, like that people will love you even in your grossness. <laughs> like right. even in like that's the true test of a friend is like people who see like the terrible parts about you mm-hmm. and are like, okay, that's real, but we're still friends. Right. And, or even like, um, you know, like placements that you're in or jobs that you're at. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's a really toxic place that tells you like, you're only worth being here. Like you're only worth the space that we give you if you do everything perfectly. Right. Like that's just not a a human way to live or to function. I think it's almost beyond being perfect though because this if, if in that email that this person sent it had said like I don't think you're a Christian and should be a pastor. <laughs> and like that was the conflict. It would almost have been easier to deal with than this like unknown for some weird reason. Whereas I bet for you, if you had found out immediately on Saturday morning that right. you gave this person the wrong splint and their hand hurt for a few days, mm-hmm. you would have been like, oh, okay. Right. But you didn't know, and so it, it consumed you. Right. I just think it speaks to, you know, your inner feelings. <laughs> you know, I just think, you you know, if your mind's wandering that way, then it was kind of already leaning that way anyway, you know? Or, you know, I, in that placement, I was nervous to mess up. I, I didn't want to, you know. And so, you know, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, or at least I thought it was, you know, mm-hmm. where you think, I'm going to mess up at some point here. <laughs> and you're looking out for it. Yeah. And then, you know, like, that was it. <laughs> that was, yeah. you know, it reminds me of the, like, the, um, in Lean In, the imposter syndrome, where you think, you're going to be found out at some point that -hmm. you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Right. In reality, no one really knows what they're doing. Right. You know, it, yeah. You know, in school, I had even a professor in school, a professor said, fake it till you make it. That's what I did. Yeah. (laughs) And that was really helpful Uh because I was a teacher before this. I had never been in anything biomechanical. I didn't know any of the muscles before I got there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was pretty much faking it for a while you know yeah so mm-hmm. so i don't know if that i mean you're a new pastor right. you definitely don't have everything so i feel like sometimes it's hard to know what you know what you should be confident in what you should be taking yeah feedback criticism for mm-hmm. right you know what was like the worst case scenario i don't know that's that why email? i don't know i don't even have a worst case scenario that's why i, I think this is I'm talking about it was because it, it was the mystery of it mystery. that made you so uncomfortable. I, I suppose so, but then also, like, I think it's also interesting because it 
it happened that's almost two months ago that this email was sent mm-hmm. and it was one sentence and it was very vague and i had no idea who this person even was and it's a small church so you know who most people are so it's very rare that someone who i don't even know who it was mm-hmm. is sending this email and yet it still like affects me or it did i'm fine now are you? Was, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine you guys i'm over it do you think it had something to do with that person knowing something that you didn't know in theory could be like that i got something wrong yeah or like yeah he, he had this he yeah he he heard something you said and was like i take issue with that but you for two months had not even thought about yeah. anything that you yeah, had maybe said that's it. on yeah. that day. Right. Maybe this fear was that this person visited our church and then didn't come back because of something I said. Yeah. And we're at a place where we can't afford to lose people. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, because if it was someone I knew who I knew who it was, that would probably make it a lot less scary. Or if the person had kept coming back to our church, that would make it less scary also. Mm-hmm. But, and maybe the first email also like if yeah it'll always get easier from there yeah i don't know why but i don't really have that fear of like saying something that people people leave not that i don't think i'm capable of that i think i'm absolutely capable of like saying something stupid and then people don't come back or people are like really mad at me Mm -hmm. but for some reason i just i'm like well that might happen but I can't really control that. You Maybe know? you're better at dealing conflict than we are. Well, you've never, like, <laughs> in the it... past two months been like, I'm doing something wrong, or, like, am I doing something wrong? Or you've never had that, like, self-doubt? I've had moments where I'm like, I've definitely had moments where I'm like, is this, am I, yeah, am I doing this right? Or am I going about this the right way? But I guess like there's not really like ang- like fear attached to that. It's just like a constant um, self reflection and trying to like modify what I'm doing. I have some processing to do on my <laughs> self deprecating. Yeah, I just yeah I don't know I you know I just took my board exam and I was very very afraid of what my reaction would be if I didn't pass. Yeah. Not really other people's reaction or, I mean, a little bit of the, I do not want to study anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But mostly I was afraid for my mental health. Mm. What would have happened if I didn't pass? Because I think that I would have just been super ashamed Mm -hmm. and super just sick about myself, you know? Yeah. That's not healthy. (laughs) <laughs> well, I just remember something... thinking that like maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't pass like maybe this will be a really gigantic growth moment if I don't pass mm. maybe I'm supposed to not pass so they learn something about <laughs> not being that's how you learn I don't yeah. know that's fine yeah uh, I don't know I know like everyone ha- yeah. has has two versions of themselves like yeah. the person they project or the person they think they are right and then who they actually are right and we try to live towards the person we project when that's probably not the way we should live. Right. Like, that's where, you, where you're saying, like, the fear of being found out. Fear of being found out. And then I also think, what is it that you attribute your successes and failures to? 
because I think sometimes, you know, I just kept having these thoughts that I made it through this program, I made it through that one class, made it through these things, my luck's about to run out. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, like, what if, I mean, not not horribly bad. I mean, I was fine. I went into the test, took it. Yeah. Didn't. I, I mean, I wasn't. But in the back of my mind, like, it wasn't all-consuming or anything. So but, did you feel like you weren't, like, you didn't deserve to be there on your no, own accord? I just felt like I deserved to be there, but I felt like what hap- What would happen? I don't know what I felt like. Like you had to keep earning your place? Yeah. Or... Do you, do you feel like that, Andy? No. Like no, you have just me. <laughs> no, well, I'm just trying I'm, – I'm, like, wondering about the differences between yeah. all of us and our, and our different positions yeah. and then different social locations. Like, I feel like women feel more like they have to earn their space. Right. But maybe, maybe that's – maybe men feel like that, too. But Andy doesn't. He speaks for all men, so – um. <laughs> I mean, it probably depends what space I'm in, though. I don't know. Yeah. This, I don't necessarily feel like... I probably felt like I had to earn it when we were trying to get this job, this be pastors at this church. Yeah. But, like, currently I don't feel like that. And I bet once Carrie gets a job, she won't feel like that. Or maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know. updated. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way I deal with any sort of insecurities or the way it comes out for me is like, I'm just never satisfied with what I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I'm like, okay, I won't like beat myself up. Well, I will actually beat myself up for it. But anytime I like preach or anytime I do anything like in a public or, you know, semi-public setting, I'm just like, well, that could have been better. Right. Like, right. there's never a point where I'm like, I feel secure in my performance. That was fabulous. I just love that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was the best ever. I'm not brunch now. I'm so good about myself. Yeah. No. no. There's always, and I, I don't think I like worry about it for days on end. I'm just like, it will never be right. good enough. Right. Like, I just had to keep, keep striving. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but. I'm trying to think of what's like, what is the learning outcome of this conversation for the world? This is a public podcast. I mean, I'm scared to say this because I don't want this to happen to me, but I think that you I think you gotta fail at something and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And like know that your friends are still gonna like you. Mm-hmm. Or your spouse is still yeah. gonna like you, mm-hmm. or you might not get fired because you made a mistake. Yeah. Right. But I don't that makes me uncomfortable. I know. Yeah. But you should be under that logic, which I agree with. Yeah. You should be excited when you fail because that's how you will grow and become right. a better person. Right. But you still do every, people do everything they can to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because it's hard work. Yeah. Not yeah. very fun. Right. I mean, yeah, all the crappy things in my life were super formational, but I never, ever want to do them again. Mm-hmm. Ever. Carrie, thank you for joining us. You're so welcome. We're out of time. We'll have to do this again. You're a great guest. Thanks, guys. Um, Bye, listeners. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a rating, please. It will help us.
Become nice. famous, cause <laughs> we have a fear of not when being I grow famous. Up, we'll be... <laughs> what is that song? What's that song? Pussycat Dolls. Yes. Is that what you're singing? Yes. That's a great way to go be out. Famous. Help, <laughs> help our fear of insignificance um, as a podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.